welcome to Skika Uncovered. This is a podcast where we are going to be speaking to African artists and learn from their stories. We aim to uncover the truths and the lies behind mm -hmm. building an entire livelihood and also impacting the lives of people through their art. Now, the guest that I'm going to be speaking to today is Isaac Aine. He Ooh. is a bass guitarist. He is a member of very, very, very many bands. He can play numerous instruments, 13 to be exact. <laughs> and he didn't describe himself this way, but I did speak to a couple of people who said that he is a well, well-established singer, songwriter, and musician. Welcome, Isaac. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Wow. What an intro. It was a good what? one. Great ah, intro. Great intro. You know when you have a good, good intro, another person is like, I, I'll show up. I'll show up now. No pressure. No, it's worked out. Yeah. Welcome to our set. Thank you for having me. And thanks for saying yes to do Skika. Yes. Anything for Skika. Anything for Sam. There's like Sam. half of people who are coming here. So once I was just like, but they have no options. Just show up. Thanks. And they pull up. Yeah, no. It's good, it's good I came through. And I'm Excited so happy that I got to have you. And we've met before. Um, under yes. very interesting circumstances. Mm -hmm. It was a murder mystery mm -hmm. party. Yeah. I think we were both too eager to win. Yeah, yeah, we. <laughs> we were, yeah, that was, was a what, very. What a night. It, it was, was such so, so fun and such a competitive group of people. Yes. What? It was lit though. Yeah, it was fun. That was, was amazing fun. and so much fun. That and was last year July. Right? Yeah. Whoever organized yeah. that, we're not going to give you pressure, but we want another one. Another one, just like the other one. <laughs> yeah. When I called you on the phone and you said you played that instruments, I was like. <laughs> Excuse? No. So what's funny is people always people always are like either impressed or like what thirteen. But you know, music is it's kind of the same thing. If you can play like the tenor sax, then jumping from the tenor sax to the alto sax, uh -huh. it's not something difficult. You have like when you play the because bass the guitar, sax and the guitar are different. You know, when, when, yeah. So I do. <laughs> I play at least one instrument from each group. So. Uh -huh. So brass, I play the trombone. Yes. Uh, woodwind, I play the saxophone. Okay. Tenor sax, to be specific. Okay. Uh, guitar, well, strings. Yes. Uh, then guitar, violin, cello, and then all the strings. Then piano and drums. Yeah, so something like that. Was it something you decided you were going to do? Or did you just like learn three and then you were like, you know what? Might as well just like yeah, figure so, all the others out. So I grew up in a very musical family. Okay. Right? So there are instruments lying all over the house. Okay. Uh, my sister plays the piano. My brother actually is a DJ. Oh. Uh, me and my baby sister is learning the violin. Oh, wow. So um, at school I was in band. Mm -hmm. And my teacher realized that I had this gift. So every time someone would drop out of band, I would pick up the instrument that's free. So that's how I ended up playing all these instruments. So uh, one year he was like, Isaac, you know what? I need you. I need you on the saxophone. We need more tenor sax. So I learned the saxophone. And then the next year, trombone. So that's that's how it was. It was it was out of opportunity to learn, I guess. That is so interesting. Now, I, I tried to dabble with instruments when mm -hmm. I was in high school, which is why... I'm going to call Isaac out on his bullshit. It's not that easy. <laughs> it's really not that easy. Because, yeah. okay, so I, I did piano. Okay. I did it till grade four. Uh -huh. And about that time is when I was like, oh, I want to try drums. I want to like try guitar and, and, and yeah. like this kind of thing. And for drums, wasn't too horrible. It was a hand-eye coordination thing. Yeah, so I was like, I can, thing, I can, yeah. I can play rounders. This should not be that hard. Yeah. 
But for drums, I fell off just because of practice. It just practice is is like it's 50% everything. Of the, it's, and yeah. I just wasn't those people who are drumming on the table in class, <laughs> and I'm drumming when I'm in the bus. It just wasn't there for me. Mm. Um, but for violin and guitar, my fingers just couldn't take it. Yeah, no, there's there's that. It's like you want to move your pinky, and your pinky is not obeying. It's Honestly, like, yeah, no, and happens. you're being told stretch to. And, and, yeah, and my neck, I'm just like, it's no. doing much. The guitar, I'm like, no, 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 no. We cannot get blisters no. when we go to Shags and Lima <laughs> and we had blisters in school. It's not, it's not yeah. working. No, it's, I was very influenced by a guy called Jonathan Butler. Oh. And Jonathan Butler to me is one of the greatest guitarists because of the way he approaches the instrument. Okay. So when you're talking about stretching and all those things, there's a way he plays in one spot. And he just, he, it's, it works out the way he plays. So, wow. so because I wanted to emulate Jonathan Butler, I, f- okay. I fell in love with the guitar and all the stretching and the blisters were worth you, it. Yeah. Cause you were just like, yes. I just want to be able to do it. To I want to hear he the does. sound. Yeah. Yeah. So that is why I'm not a musician and Isaac is. Hey, all but you, of you hey. were wondering. <laughs> I'm going to give you pressure. You learn, you learn. We see where you are for, with the drums. For wind instruments, I promise you, I just don't have the air to learn. <laughs> I just don't, like for sax. Because I found um, flute a bit easier. Wow, flute is tough. I, I couldn't. I think the two instruments that have defeated me, flute, trumpet. Because okay. the, the, the technique is just too too it's, much. I don't know. For flute, it wasn't hard for me. It's like yeah, blow down. Yeah. To, and I was like, I get that. That's, mm. And then it just didn't require as much. I picked up a saxophone and I was like, what so, is so many buttons. What place <laughs> this is Michael Phelps because yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. That's crazy. Yeah. So out of necessity, that is so interesting. Um, how much of that experience in school band and everything do you think you still rely on now things like maybe you picked up from your teacher? Wow. That's a very good question. So when you're learning, I think basically anything in life, mm-hmm. they're tears, right? Yeah. So at this beginner level, there's a way you see your instrument. There's a way you interact with your instrument. Um, with There's, there's a map. There's like a, a map in your head of how you traverse, right? Um I think my, my, my music teacher taught me something very important with music. Uh, he taught me that language is the same. Ah. Language is the same. So the sentences you can make on one instrument mm-hmm. are the exact same sentences you can make on another. Ah. Yeah. So you just had to learn um, how to say it, I guess. Yes, this language yeah. of music. So oh, how, how, that. how that influenced how I approach the bass guitar today is the shapes that you follow. And I believe I'm still climbing the tears so I can't say I'm the best bassist or I, but I know the language that I speak and I know how to interpret it on the bass. Right. So that was a very big lesson for me. Yeah. Oh, I think that's such a cool way of looking at it because it's like, if it's the same language, like you're saying, it's just different instruments. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's the same language. And you're able to so, figure it out. So all the noise in my head makes sense somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. I love that. So you do way more of the bass guitar now. I love the bass. Bass is the best instrument on the planet. Oh, oh I, can I can argue I can anyone. already hear some people fighting us back. It They're is, already shouting back it, to this podcast. It, it is the best instrument. It has so much control. It's the one that controls the music. If a song doesn't have 
the bass. Dun, 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 it's the groove. It's the. It's, <laughs> oh, I love the bass. I fell in love with the bass. Yeah. So I spoke with people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Who in particular? I spoke with Fena. Okay. The goats. The goats. Even the when man. you sent me, even when you sent me her number, it was. <laughs> Fena, Gucci, the, the beast, <laughs> the, beast. No, the beast, the beast. Yeah, I call her the beast. And I was like, Madam President, shout accurate. out, um, and Tugi as well. But mm. there's something that Fena said, and she said that you can struggle sometimes mm. in the most wonderful way because you want perfection. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be right, and that's how you come to rehearsal. Yeah. Of yeah. Isaac is, has to bring his best mm-hmm. self, and I'm just curious when it comes to your craft and music, like where did that come from? Do you do you know that there was a point you started feeling like that, or has it always been there? Wow, um, just just like the way no one likes to speak broken English. <laughs> I don't like. Um, Having having a big gap when I'm playing music, yeah, it's it's. I get really frustrated when there's something I want to do mm. and I can't do it, mm. and it's in my head because I believe there's a musician in your head, and then there's the actual musician, yes, the practical musician, yes, yes, hundred percent. Bridging bridging the the gap between the two is something that always I I strive for. So when I fall short, it's. It's a bad gig. It's like, right. Uh, Frustration. Yeah, I, get, I get frustrated. Yeah. Um, so did that does that guide who you choose to work with? Because I know you've worked with the best best bands, best performers. Because I think some people are great musicians mm-hmm. and then they, they can performing. They can performing, yeah. but you can yeah. really struggle. So how do you decide and how do you pick who you're gonna work with? I'm sure there's a wow. time you were like, Ule ame pigasimu, ule akona pesa. Yeah, well, that's a that's a good question. Um where where music where musicians are now, it's um the instinct for survival plays yeah. a big role in how you choose to, I mean, who you choose to work with. Right. So before, uh, when I was, um, still very, very passionate about discovering Nairobi and, and the music scene in Nairobi, I worked with people that I believed in. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked with people I believe in. So that became such, it became the deciding point. If, if I'm not, if I don't believe in your music, if I do not enjoy your music, then I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. Right. But there's also pressures. That's what I'm saying. There's this pressures. You need to survive. You need some money at the end of the day. Yep. You got to so eat. That, so that broadens who you work with and then all that. So yeah, it's, it's now, it's now looking like a survival based thing, but I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy who I work with. Yeah. Um, you actually talked about coming to Nairobi and being in Kenya and choosing who you want to work with. And right. I know you yeah. were in Uganda. Yes, so I am Ugandan. I am Ugandan. Born and raised. Uh, born and raised all over the place. Oh, um, how many different places could you mention? So the UK and the States mainly. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's affected the way I see music as well in a very great, in a very great way because their approach to music there is not necessarily the approach that's in Africa. Yes. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest difference? Biggest difference is so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian boy mm-hmm. and in, there's a genre of music called CCM, mm-hmm. Christian church music or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I used to play CCM a lot. Okay. So when I came to Kenya, I was playing a gig and someone shouted, Seben, 
And I was like, seven? Seven? And I realized oh, I don't know what seven is. Yeah. So seven is, do you know what seven is? No. Oh my goodness. I'm like, we're seven. going to discover this together. Oh man. So let me tell you what seven is. Seven is like Congolese music. Oh. It's like that, that's, yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, when they wind their waist. Yes. <laughs> that is seven. And in my head, I'm like, oh, we're no longer Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So that's seven. And so there's styles that I'm not very good at. And seven is one of them because right. I wasn't like raised playing African music. Yes. So that's why it's tough. Oh, yeah. wow. So stuff like that. Okay. And I think also there is the the professional aspect. I'm sure you saw this stateside mm-hmm. and in the UK mm-hmm. where somebody decides they're going to be a musician even at 16 or yeah, whatever. And they, and they go for it. They're yeah. making sure they know how to write music, both yeah. the actual technical notes and writing, songwriting itself. Mm-hmm. People are putting themselves out there because they know that they want to be signed or they know yeah. that they want to be independent and, and they already know what that... There. Exactly. And they have a clear picture of what it looks like. Yeah. In Kenya, it's like, I'm just stepping outside my mother. So let me yeah. just remove this one foot. You know, let me just, let me just try. Yeah, one foot in, yeah, one foot Yeah, just out. one foot and just give it a sample and yeah. see how that goes. Yeah, it's crazy. I think in, we have infrastructure in Kenya and in Africa, mm-hmm. but it's not as efficient and as planted as it is in the States, I would right. say. It's, it's very competitive there. Mm. Um, here it's competitive as well. But like you said, there's people who are, Putting one foot into music and one foot out. Yeah. Once again, because of probably survival. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 100%. You need to put food on the table at the end of the day, right? And that time, the guitar is not not doing it. Yeah, the kids, hey. And the kids are looking at you like, hi, dad. Hi, mom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. So you talked about... when you were choosing people to work with initially, it was people you connected with, people whose music you liked. Mm. And so um, having been to Uganda... Even just social culture is so different. It is different. So I mentioned that I lived... I lived in the UK and I lived in the States. The hardest transition of living I've ever had to do was Uganda to Kenya. Because I thought mentally it would be a small step. We're just neighbors. The food is going to be the same. The people are going to be the same. And it was... It was was the hardest. It was the hardest transition. I was so homesick. Things were so different here. Kenya, Nairobi is so fast. Yes. It's such a fast place. (laughs) I remember I was... I was in town. I was in CBD. And... There was this Indian guy leaning on, like next to Java, there's a, yeah, on yeah. the road next to Java. And I was asking for directions somewhere. Yes. I think GPO or something. And I asked him and he looked at me and then he walked away. And then I learned that you are never supposed to stop in Nairobi. Talk to Nairobi, if person. you don't know where you're going, you keep walking and you go around <laughs> and you come back. You can't stop and turn around. <laughs> you can't stop and turn around. E. Hey. Also, whoever that man was, shame on you. Shame on you. Isaac needed help. My first experience was like, come on. It was so I'm embarrassing. So I'm like, I'm not trying to steal much, from you. Yeah, I, just I need directions. To know. Just, hey. But I'm not going to lie. Me, I'm born and raised in Nairobi. If I'm walking into, honestly, if I'm walking anywhere and somebody's like, excuse me, the first thing I do uh-huh. is I step back and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What do you want? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing here? That's the, I think and that's also, the why culture. me? There are all these yeah. other people. Like, why me? Yeah. 
No, that's so true. They're usually more scared than you are. We're like animals. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually more my terrified. Dad, my dad used to say, Isaac, when you're in Nairobi, be careful. Two guys will come, they'll pick you up, and then the other one will take off his shoes and then put you back down. Oh, my God. Accurate. That's <laughs> kind, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can 100% still happen. Oh, my goodness. Very, very possible. But no. we are also great, kind, yeah. wonderful yes, people. Yes, yes. Nairobi, <laughs> Nairobi has become home for me. It's become home. That's good. Yeah. I'm happy. It came full yeah, circle. Yeah, came full circle. <laughs> I'm sorry about the food. Uh, Our food will never be wait, like Ugandan tell me, food. Tell me about Ugandan food. Tell me. Tell me your experience. My chocolate all food. day, every day. Come on. And yeah. it's the only one that I like. I still don't like cooked bananas. <laughs> yeah. In Kenya, it doesn't matter who does them. Sorry, Shosho. If bananas are cooked. It doesn't matter who does. Sorry, mom. Like, it doesn't matter who does them. I'm not into it. And then there is the the... Peanuts. Binyewa. Thank you. Binyewa. That's what it's called. Yeah. Dude, that stuff is amazing. That's good. Yeah. E, I was in Uganda December. 20, oh, wow. Cleo's. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. December 2022. And oh, we were fed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, the food in Uganda fantastic. is amazing. It's amazing. One of the reasons I miss home, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's not too far. It's not too far. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> across the pond. Um, I also spoke to Tugi, somebody else that you work with. Ah, oh, shout out Tugi, big guy. We, me and Tugi go way back. Like when I was just entering the gig world, I was playing with Tugi and yeah, for Inviri. So that's how we, that's how we got to know each other. And it was. Also, those are three very talented people. I'm glad you guys found each other. Because <laughs> even for solid. people like Inviri and Ben Sol, if they didn't have good bands, that's true. I, like, that I don't is, think it would be. That is very, very true. They have become one of the best performers, like yes, performing artists yes. in Kenya. Yeah. And shout out to Soul Generation because Saudi Soul knew that just, <laughs> it's a must for the package. I asked him about when you guys first met. Like, where did you guys connect from? What did yeah. you meet? And he was like, oh, I met this guy. And, you know, first things first, I'm hearing he's from UG and everything. And forgive us Kenyans. I'm sure, maybe he was like a little hesitant at first. And then he heard you. And he was just like, ah. Yeah. Story done. <laughs> this guy, he talked about the fact that you are incredibly talented. He is as well. Very and talented. that you are super easy to work with. Mm. And so what I want to hear from you is... That's a good reputation. If you, Yeah, very good one. That's a, that's good a one, a good one. I'll call other people. I'll be like, Isaac, I'm in trouble. Isaac, Isaac. <laughs> oh, man, Isaac. Anyway. That guy's annoying. No. Um, so I wanted, like, if you were advising somebody who's mm. just starting out, especially wow. if you, you know, you've, you've done the classes. So whatever the instrument is... Mm -hmm. Or even if it's your voice, you've done the schooling, yeah. right? You've done that. Yeah. You have the paperwork yeah. and you know you can play this thing. Mm -hmm. But when you come to work, it's bright. We don't know you. Mm. It's fresh mm. and it's new. So I want you to speak to that African artist. What are your pieces of, of advice? How should they walk into wow. rooms? How should they walk into rehearsals? That is such a good question. That is such a good question. Wow. Um, I keep saying music as a language. Mm -hmm. If you remember, the point of music is communication and is not just you. Communication and entertainment. Yes. That's, that's, that's what music is about. Um, I would say to the young African artist that even if it's about you, it's really not about you. <laughs> it's not how crazy you can get on stage. Right. If you're making music with other people, it's what you all create together. So even when you're in studio trying to record, you are not 
just showing off because you can yeah you are trying to connect to your listener right and entertain them as well music is is about what you create together mm-hmm. the artists that live long that are eternal yeah like bob marley yes was focused on reaching the hearts of people mm-hmm. as opposed to just showing off that's true right so that's what i would say and it's very easy to get on stage or to go into studio and want to show off but what you a good musician a great musician yeah is how you have impacted people's lives true and not how well you know your craft i would say that yeah damn there's people who have been playing music less than i have yeah but they are very talented very talented and when it comes to what i can do on the guitar or how i can sing as compared to them you would you would assume yes that like billy eilish billy eilish is dude is, is a kid right billy eilish is like 20 Twi- yeah she should oldest she could be 22 23 yeah. oldest but look how she's affecting the world yeah I mean, it's insane so when and i think it was <laughs> her and her brother in the room yes. and he's like the sound engineer producer right. everything yes. and she's Phineas. like writing and everything yeah. yeah and i was just like this is insane because even when you talked about bob marley these songs Legend. and all the production was done and i don't know and if he knew on. yes and it's still it relevant today on. today for me that's the point That's the point. There's some That's, 18-year-old somewhere who's getting a tattoo that says when music hits you you feel no pain. And I don't even know <laughs> if they know the relevance, but I'm just like, "Bob, your work continues." Yeah. No, it's it's it lives on. It lives on and that's how people like John Mayer. Yes. Will live on. I believe Ben Sol is going to be an artist in Africa. A hundred percent. I will live long, you know. No pressure. Ben. Yeah, no pressure, Ben. <laughs> so now So come. Yeah. Okay, I also want to know um when it comes to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um and you've performed in quite a few different spaces. How does somebody assess what their audience is going to be like? Do you do it once you're already wow. on stage? Wow. Or like cuz There's the obvious one of oh if I'm doing an intimate event in somebody's garden and I'm doing a concert then yeah. your mindset will be automatically right. different. Right. But if you're doing different kinds of clubs, different kinds of restaurants or like now we have so many concerts that are Happening. coming. So you have mm-hmm. your concert you're doing one on Thika Road and another day you're doing on Gong Road. And so how do you usually approach your audience and how you should treat them? Is it standard or is there a way of knowing these guys are like this? Yeah, wow, that's yeah, that's a good question. Um It's it's different for every musician. Okay. If you see music as like in the eyes of a painter. Yeah. When a painter is painting a portrait or something, their approach is what's critical. Mm. So if you if you're gauging your audience, first of all like you said the setting, the yeah. setting. Yeah. Yeah. I the setting dictates the how, okay. but not the what. Right? Because mm. as an artist, as a painter, you're painting your image for everyone. But then the different the different scenarios you're in only affects the how how you present. So it can be an acoustic set even on a big stage, yeah. or it can be loud and crazy on a big stage. You you as an artist are the one who dictates. That's what I choose to believe. Yeah. 
I like that answer. And I feel like you've worked with people who also want the instrumentalists to kind of have their moment to shine. Yeah, big shout out to Fena. My yes. goodness, Fena. If there's one person that I know believes in, Tugi and me is, yeah. is Fena. She's Fena. like, this is, I'm stepping back now. Yeah, Fena. I'm off yeah, the she's like, here's your moment. Come shine. through. Go, go. Shine, babies. Shine. <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Now, <laughs> mind, body, and spirit. I want us to cover this. Oof, now we're going deep. We're going deep. Prepare Oof, yourself. Okay. To to tissue. Don't worry. You are fully covered here. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had this conversation with an artist I was just talking to earlier today. And we were talking about something simple. I'd never thought about this. Insurance. Mm-hmm. Right? You can insure your car, insure your house, insure your equipment, yeah. and all that good stuff. But... You cannot insure, well, not in Kenya yet. We haven't reached there. But Isaac can't insure his hands. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, you can't insure like your fingers mm. to make sure that everything goes as is. So I'm just curious. Do you now have a regimen that you use to take care of your body when it comes to performances? Are you getting there? Is it something you're thinking about? <laughs> Amma, you're just like, baby, for now, we are, yeah. we are just with goods. I have a, I have a stage ritual. Mm-hmm. Which which I'm probably not proud of, but it helps. Okay. I shake my body out. Okay, okay. Take two shots, and then I'm on stage. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's it. Just shake it all out, so I I really get nervous. Really oh, do. that works. Yeah, it just it just lets lets I enter the moment. I'm in the zone now. It's just it's just me and my bass and well and other instrumental and, and yeah. the other people on stage. And the other people on stage. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. That's my ritual. Um, I try and drink water. Yes. And stay healthy. Yes. Um, I practice, especially singing. I've started to practice. Um, almost every day. Yeah. Just listen to music, try and replicate, try and express. Yes. Um, it's been a while since I touched a saxophone. Okay. But like looking forward to it again. So yeah. yeah. I would say there's a musician in your head. Yes. Like I said before, and there's a musician. The real um, one. The real one. <laughs> the, one the actual musician. <laughs> someone who is doing my runs in your head. Yes. And then there's, you know, I try and minimize the distance between the two. Okay. Yeah. I like so. that. I was I was going to ask you what's wellness when it comes to you and your craft, but I think oh you just gosh, answered it. Oh my gosh, that is, yeah. Yeah, wellness. Trying to bridge say, that gap. Trying to bridge that gap. The, the smaller the gap is, yeah. the, the better your the expression. More, the more okay you are. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. Um, Fena also talked about the fact that you are an incredible songwriter. And the words she actually oh, used um, was trust. She said that I wouldn't trust many people. Mm-hmm. To, to write with and I trusted him and it was amazing yeah um, so I want experience. you to tell everybody what song or songs those were that you guys wrote on together and then I have so many questions about songwriting but I'm just gonna start with the first one do we have ghostwriters in Kenya? Yeah, they're, they're, they're there yeah they're there we have volume we went down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're hearing you right now <laughs> it's, I haven't signed an NDA so <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so what, what did you work on, Fena, um, songwriting-wise? What did you no, guys work uh, on No, a big shout-out to Fena. Fena is a very um, very intentional artist okay. and a very good friend of mine. So it's hard to find credit in Kenya. Yes. <laughs> but she awards credit where it's given. She does. Yes. So I uh, worked on her new love 
Art Lust album. Yes. And we worked on a song called Let Me Go together. And it's an amazing jam. You guys should hear it. The process is different in depending on the situation. So when you when I work alone, when okay. I'm doing my music, um, the words and the lyrics, I mean, the lyrics and, and the melodies mm-hmm. come to me uh, before I, I get on a guitar. And I can say I'm singing about heartbreak because ah. I just I've just broken up with my girlfriend or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And that will then inspire the words and the melodies. And okay. then I go to studio, grab a guitar, and then I start to blend everything together. Try it out, yeah. When working with someone else, um, it's okay. I can speak about it. It's different for different artists, uh, but working with Fanawi, we heard there was the music already for the song. Oh, nice. Yeah, the music was already there, so we're just writing to the music. Right. And she's such a talented writer. Very good with concepts. So it, w- it was a fun time. Yeah, it, we just sit down and, you know, we write. So does every, me, I want the technicalities. So yeah. does everybody have their own notebook? And then they come to yours and then they're like, ah, it's, it's ah this rhymes so, better. This, <laughs> or do you write on a paper? You're highlighting your, cro- like how? Yeah, no, so it, or maybe it's on a laptop. I don't it's, know. It's, it is. Everybody has something they're noting, okay. noting with. Okay. But then... If you walked in on a session, you'd think we're possessed or something like that. <laughs> because all of us are singing at the same time different things. And then we say, oh, I like that. That's okay. cool. Or let's try this approach. And then we all try and then oh, yeah, we're all singing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so technically, it, 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 it looks a lot like that. That's what, at least for the people I work with. Right. So there's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, there's, there's some I've heard that you just go to a corner by yourself. Yes. And you and you just do your art. Yes. And then you come out and then you say. But the people I work with, we all shout at the same time. <laughs> and it's such an exciting experience. <laughs> That's amazing, though, because I'm sure there's some magic that happens. Like somebody will sing something as a joke and be like, no, no, no. And no. like, let's We're go that way. That do is, that. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are moments like those. That's so many beautiful. Moments. It is. It is. Making music with um, with people it's such a sacred experience. Yeah. It's so special to bring to life what wasn't before with other people. Right. So special. So I want to know the other side of it. What's it like when you had had sessions either by yourself or with other people and then maybe a project is put together. So it's a song is being released or an EP or an mm-hmm. album. And that one that you had done in studio that you thought was so magical that day doesn't come out. In the, I'm going to, to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. All of you be scared now. <laughs> there was no NDA. <laughs> no, that happens a lot in the music industry. Yeah. Because you're getting your catalog. And, and so you're in studio all the time, doing songs, doing songs, doing songs. So you end up doing like working with an artist. You can do about 20 to 25 to 30 songs. Right. And then they only need five for an EP. Yes. So all the rest do Gone. Gone. In a hard drive somewhere. Gone. And it's such great music. Um, so because of that, the biggest person I've worked with, I can't even mention because the song isn't out. Oh, no. The song isn't out. So it's not on my, it's not on my resume. <laughs> uh, this is like, I've done songs with this person. There's a track that exists in the world. But nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but nobody knows. I can't. <laughs> Oh my song, what happened? So you were like some of the biggest people you've worked with. Some of the, like, 
names, big, big names, but because, oh, they didn't do their verse or, oh, you know, it's one of those, ah, oh, come on now. I just feel like come it didn't on fit now. This, in the this, sound. This was, this was for the album, guys. Yes. And <laughs> now it's not on my resume, but it exists. Uh, Isaac is speaking to you oh, directly. Yes. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you can hold out hope. I was talking to Lisa and she um, taught me something mm-hmm. about uh, Pony by Genuine and how the song had been done and finished seven years before. Wow, yeah. No, it that, like even that started happens. going up on the yeah. charts and everything. So yeah, yeah. don't worry. Soon yeah, come. Hopefully, hopefully. Soon come. Yeah, we need those royalties yeah. coming in. <laughs> you guys need to do those compilations. You know, songs you did over the year didn't yes, get released. Exactly, or that exactly. December album that's like the ones that didn't make it or something. <laughs> yeah. Just like oh add gosh. them on and put them There's on there. so many, so many. Yeah. Okay, I want you to tell us about your relationships outside of the two that we've just spoken about. But I want you to talk about like, because you you were new in Kenya, mm-hmm. um, an unexpected friend or an unexpected love. Wow, um, unexpected love, mm-hmm. friend, mm-hmm. like relationship yeah. within music, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is a very interesting story. Um, so I'm new in Nairobi. Yeah. Um, and there's a friend of mine that says, "Hey, yeah, um, come to practice. We're playing for this artist. Uh, come to come come for practice." Uh huh. And there was a song at the time called Pombe Cigar. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. Such a good I jam. I was blown away how poetic it is. Yes. And, and I'm like, eh, who's this person? So I go to this session uh, and I'm sitting down and there's a bass guitar over there and the bassist is late. So when Viri walks in, it's like, hi, hi, guys, let's, let's, let's start. <laughs> Talks, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so we start, we start the thing and I'm sitting down and the bass is there. So the drummer, Dre, big yeah. shout out to Dre. Dre, Dre said, ah, no, this guy plays bass and he can keep up with us. Okay, grab the bass and play. So that's how I ended up playing for Inviri. And years down the line, he's one of my closest friends. And that's oh, a relationship nice. that I look back at and I'm like, that's surprising. That's surprising. He's he's like my older brother. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Good one to have also with the Pombe cigar. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell you like it is. Amazing song, amazing talented. So talented. when when the drummer said, now nah, this guy can keep up his fight, and Viri was like, dude, we just need the set to yeah, start. Yeah. Like, yeah, like whatever, just, whatever what it yeah. is what it is. So I grabbed the bass and I played. And he's like, Can you play this gig? And that's how I started playing. Oh, I love yeah. it. That's fast yeah. friends also. Fast friends. Quick fast. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Envy. And guys, go listen to all his music. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I also want to know, because when you're an artist, it can be quite difficult. If you're in the corporate world, even if you move to a new country oh. or a new mm-hmm. city, you already have the office people. Like they're physically in the space Mm. with you um, but when you're an artist you're the one selling yourself and you're working in so many yeah. different spaces so how did you build a support system here in Kenya so with the creative industry a big thing is network yeah you have to network more than network anyone else is huge um, so I think that's that's where um, it was 
easier, made easier for mm. me because I know people and um, my support system mm-hmm. is people within my network. Okay. So we've gone through hills and valleys with Tugi and Dre and Hendrix. Those are the boys that, that I play with. Uh, with Inviri, with Soul Generation. Yeah. Uh, I consider that circle of people family because they took me in when I was fresh. Yes. Fresh out, yeah. And back in Uganda, family-wise. Yeah. Um, I think your parents must have been big fans of music if there was instruments yeah. all over the house yes. and all your yep. siblings have yep. some version mm-hmm. of instruments that they play. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned you have a brother who's a DJ. Yes. Where did it come from? Was it mom? Was it dad? Was them both? And who my, was their musical? Yeah. yeah, my parents My parents met in choir. Oh Yeah, so there's a picture of my dad playing the bass and my mom is singing right in front of him. Oh. So <laughs> that's how they met. That's so cute. It is really cute. Um, we grow up um, in a house where every Saturday you wake up to music. You wake oh. up to, as you do your chores, yes. there's, there's music booming throughout the whole house. And it would go um, from anything like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To Nicki Minaj. I love everything, it. Everything in between. Also, those two have some similar principles. <laughs> I see I see the link. I see the you link. You can see the link. <laughs> That's the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, so we, we grew up listening to a lot of, of, of Christian music. And when we got older, started listening to uh, the other kind. Yes, yes. <laughs> the other kind of music. Secular music. Secular music. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you decided to approach this as a career, was mm. there like, you know, lots of motivation from home? Was there a bit of hesitation? Did you yeah. have somebody to advise you? Or they were just like, best of luck. Uh, my parents have supported me okay. for awesome. a while. They have seen my love for music. Uh, <laughs> there was a time I loved the guitar so much. Yeah. Um, and my mom would say, it's time for bed. You have school tomorrow. Right. So she would turn off the lights in my room and say, do not turn the lights back on. But that still wouldn't stop me from playing the guitar. Okay. So I used to play in the dark and learn how to how to do it with my eyes closed because I was just so in love with the guitar. What? So they have always seen my passion for music. So when I send them, excuse me, when I send them songs I'm doing. Yes. They're so excited and they sing and they send me voice notes of them trying to sing along. <laughs> it's fun. I have, they're, they're my support system. And, that's incredible. And yeah, I wouldn't ask for anything different. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. And that's amazing, yeah. especially when, you're, when your family are fans. Yes. Um, it's yes. a great place to and start because you, yeah. you always know, I have these guys. These guys I have got these me. five or these four. Rain no matter what happens out there, <laughs> I have four, four plays. Mm-hmm. Every song, I have four plays guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And it starts you off somewhere, which is so amazing. Yeah. Now, um, something that's always so fun to talk about with artists is money. And when it comes to instruments, they cost a lot of money. When you are in a band, sometimes, I don't know if you guys are told, oh, the studio is this much, we're all chipping in because we're all going to be there. So please Mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's even the risk of the instrument itself being jacked. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you to tell us of a time... Money-wise, whether it was jacked or otherwise, that you got played. Like you look back and you're just like, hey, 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 that day. <laughs> I don't mention names, man. <laughs> mention them. 
So I've gotten paid in exposure and right. experience. Right. My goodness. Hey, so sports. Ouch. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was still a, a very young man. Now I'm older, but I was still naive and very trusting. Okay. I was told, and it was a Christian gig. <gasps> It'd be told, your own. Yeah, It'd really I, I be was, your own. Yeah, I was I was like, okay, I can hold down, and I was expecting to get paid. Everyone got paid except me. <gasps> I got paid in experience and exposure. That everybody got paid. First of all, it was a week. It was a week of practice because this was an international artist coming to play. So they were here like three days before the gig and we had like three practice sessions every night. I am shook. <laughs> yes. So me, I'm there and I'm playing with the best and I'm like, wow, I'm so excited. This is amazing. We do the gig. The gig ends. I'm told, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're paid in exposure. This was, this was, you have never done this before, Isaac. So here you go. This is exposure and experience for you. Oof. Zero bobo. And Zero. you've come to every single rehearsal. Single practice. Transport. Oh, man. That's did they tough. feed you? Me these days, I'm yeah, basic. I count they everything. Did. Okay, they at did. least they fed you. Wow. But oh, transport and the talent and the hours it's, you were there for the rehearsal might as and well the actual performance. Might as well have done the gig. It's, yeah, it can get crazy sometimes. It and then what really did you crazy. find out years later? Oh, yeah, I found out years later that people paid for the gig. Everybody. And I was like, oh, see how it is. But we learn from these things, don't we? We also, we just need to get over this culture of this one has to learn today. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Like, we need, come on. If yeah, someone is talented, no, is talented. If somebody's yeah, bringing some to the table, they're bringing some to the table. I think, I think there's, it's misconstrued that artists are getting paid for their time. Yeah. That, I think, is very misleading. I think we're getting paid for the time, the amount of time it took us to learn the skill. Yes. Right? Yes. So if someone says, I need you on stage for 15 minutes mm -hmm. to do something. Yeah. You're not paying me for 15 minutes. You're paying me for all the time that it took me staying up at night and learning the instrument. To being, be able to do this to fire do 15 yes. minutes. That makes a lot of so, sense. And yeah. that's how we treat every other career. Right. So But why should it be different? Music, it's... it's It's different. Oh, you're only doing 15 minutes, therefore only this amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. And and you've listened to this and you've said, because you literally said that to a musician today, it's okay, do better. <laughs> do, after listening to this conversation, just kindly gather yourself and do better. <laughs> do better. Yeah. That's actually so painful. It is very painful. It is. The creative industry in Africa is one of the places with in the world with Potential. Yes. So much potential, but so many artists, artists in every respect, yeah. painters, every creative is being burdened by how the creative industry works. And it's that's why people are ashamed of it. That's why yeah. people, it's, a, it's a hard place to work it's, in. It's more of you'd prefer for it to be a hobby because yes. you don't want to rely yes. on it full but time. But you can't, you can't get married, feed your wife and your babies yes. on a basis and salary. Save. And yeah. save. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so true. So and it's, it's a gig economy, so you don't even know when it's going to come. Exactly. Sometimes you're really busy, mm -hmm. sometimes you're not. Yeah. Um, and that's so wild. You, you referenced something that I want you to talk about, which is <laughs> Nigerian artists don't play. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, there is a funny culture we have in Kenya, which is having the conversation of money after the fact. 
Yeah. But when they're calling you to come, eh? Oh, they, they'll call you. The hey. phone is blowing up. Sweet words. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I like what you said. You said Thames won't come. I she won't. Yeah. She won't come if you don't give her if 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 it's stipulated that you need to pay her 50% or 70% before before or if the rider said this uh-huh. like sometimes it's not even the money oh my gosh if the technical the rider, rider said this and mm. that isn't there or if this and we need to get to there's that there's so many level. experiences i could vent about because of those things the the event management space as well mm-hmm. in, in east africa is woo. if you're an event event management good luck cuz working with people there is yeah I feel like they've nailed the wedding space. Can we now move over to, to more to, yeah. technical, mm-hmm. you know, on the music mm-hmm. and this event space and concerts? This is what we need to concerts. be able to give you yeah. what you what you want, and you're 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 falling short. Yes, like you're falling short. We have asked for these things, and no, it's sad. It's really sad and so unfortunate that that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, for money, being an artist, I'm sure you're not there today. But mm-hmm. tell us a story of your brokest day that you can remember. Yes, there's so many, <laughs> so many days. Oh my god! You're gosh. like just last week. <laughs> hey, let me tell you. Hey, there's one thing being broke. There's another thing being broken. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah so I think there was a there was a week we're waiting for our cash and the cash wasn't coming. Okay. So there was a week we had I had to do I, have, I had to live off my float. And my float was like 200. And at the time I was dating this girl. Oh no, that's a double whammy. <laughs> that's uh, that is oh my gosh, I couldn't even buy a soda. Yeah. So one of the days I really shook my head and said, what are you doing, Isaac? Was, I live on Ngong Road. Mm-hmm. I walked from junction to town. Uh-huh. On my feet. Jesus. Just to be able to buy her soda. And then I walked back home. Wow. That walk shook me. You were like, I can't believe. I was like, this is, this is not happening. This, this can't be happening with... With the amount of work I've put in, yeah, it shouldn't be happening. The math when we're kids, the math wasn't. Is math if I put in the effort and I do the hard work, yeah. then I'll be fine. E. and then you know toxic masculinity. Yes. So you can't even you can't even tell her, oh man, I'm from walking. You just get a bag, you put your deodorant in, and you spray. You walk, you spray, you do the dates. Oh my you God. Walk back. One of my brokest days that that will never leave my mind. I'm Never. so sorry. <laughs> I have to ask this because I know everybody on the podcast is going to be like, why didn't you ask Susan? Where's that girl today? Oh my goodness. <laughs> a girl is somewhere on this planet <laughs> and is happier. <laughs> great answer. <laughs> great, great answer. Mm-hmm. So what are your feelings about money now? And how do you... How do you make sure you're not there? Again? Yes. Yeah, very good question. I think I think financial management is something that's really really huge and needs to be talked about in the especially within the creative space. Yeah. Um how I manage how I manage that is by having different avenues of income. Yeah. So, not just performance cash, mm. but also studio studio performance and 
um, you know, jingles and those things. Oh, so, yes. So I currently work at a studio. Okay. So with every client that comes in, there's there's money that I can survive off nice. of. Nice. Yeah, and then when we're in gig season, it also pans out well. Yeah. Yeah, because you can have back-to-back-to-back gigs. Yes, and you mm-hmm. make your money long. Yes. You're not out here spending all of yeah. it and then, one night. Exactly, and then you have, to, <laughs> you have to learn how to spend. Hey, creative industry, it's very... Yeah. You have to learn how to watch how you use your money and how much you save. Um, it's very you know. exciting. You will be at a concert... And then the money will hit your empesa when you're coming off the stage because they want they want it gone. Yes, Everybody yeah, have that, yours. I don't want stories. That's become a requirement. Yeah, that's yeah, become yeah. a requirement. I don't want stories. Mm. But you're coming off the stage, and lo and behold, around the corner there's the bar, there's the clothing yeah, store, yeah. all your friends. Yeah. You know, it must be so difficult to be like, Mm-mm, not today. We're not doing no, this. No, it's. I think it's cool. It's fun with <laughs> being a gig. There's so many privileges. Privileges. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, for example, on the tech rider, you just put everything you need, so you won't spend money that night, but you'll have a good night. Huh, yeah, that's so the hack. That's the hack. That's the hack. You, you're not paying for a ticket. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's artists who live and tell you, "This is my food and drink. Yeah. This is my preference. Mm, you can even just go. have it there in yeah, advance." So yeah. So I don't yeah. have to waste money on yeah. food. Yeah. It's, it's already provided. The ones who like nyam chum and everything is ready. There we go. It's when ready. They come off the stage is over there mm-hmm, waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I want to get questions from everybody. Yeah. Um, two other artists that are going to be on the podcast. Wow. And mm-hmm. there was one that was asked today that I thought was brilliant. So I'm going to ask it to you, which is, are there three things you can mention currently that bring you joy related to art or unrelated to wow. art? Not happiness, joy. Um, it's been a long time coming, but I have a really, really awesome support system. Yeah. Really, really good support system. Uh, big shout out to my girlfriend. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, she brings me joy. No, she I really love does. that. She, she, uh, she's there for me in the good times and the bad times. Love it. And she's solid. Um, that's, that's a one. great compliment, actually, yeah. as a partner, <laughs> that you're solid. Solid. She's <laughs> solid. Um, two, I would, I would say um, my art. My art really uh, gives me joy. There's, there's no greater feeling than creation, mm. than being having the blessing and the the gift of creation. It is amazing, and I look forward to putting into existence what wasn't in existence before. Yeah, um, that's two, three. Food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank God for food. Thank God for food. Oh, that brings me joy. <laughs> nyama. Ay, nyama is easy. Kachumbari, ay. Small, yeah, small yeah, nyama yeah. with kachumbari. Ah, you are a happy gay. Men are simple beings. Just give me meat, kachumbari, and ugali. You're ready to go. And my heart is there. Hey. So I love that. Those are the three things. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. Um, something else that I want to hear from everybody, which is in your dream situation, mm. what would you want the Kenyan music industry or the African music industry to look like? That's a very easy question because that has been on my mind since I was 16. Oh, nice. 
Um, I want the African creative to be protected. I like that. Protected financially. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it comes to things to do with legal. Yes. To be protected. Um, I really do believe that there's so much that can come out of people networking. Yeah. So much that can come out of people giving their, you know, what they're valued. Yes. People being valued. Um, there's so much that would come from, from, you know, having a space for e-commerce for, for artists, different avenues that people can get to make money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would love to see the Afri- African creative protected. Yes. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll do all the creation. Yeah. They'll, they'll do wonderful they'll things. They'll do it. They'll do it. They just they'll have to be it. in a safe space. If they're in a safe space, if, if they're protected financially. Yeah. If, if there's um, places like Skika Africa, thank God for Skika. Shout out. You know, that is handling and helping creatives. That That is, we're, we're going towards that. Yeah. 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 I, I think, think it's, it's a must. Beautiful. It's where we have to be. Yes. Exactly. Big shout out to Skika. Big shout out to Skika. Thank you for hosting me, guys. The reason that we're all here. (laughs) (laughs) So as you head on out, because Isaac does, he's booked and busy. Going, got places to be, things to do. (laughs) Guitars to play. (laughs) Um, What is the question you would want somebody else on this podcast who will be joining us later to answer? Um, I would love for them to... You know, in school when they used to say, explore. Yes. (laughs) Explore five reasons why. (laughs) 20 marks. 20 marks. (laughs) Section B. Um, I think I would love, I would love to hear them explore the future Mm. of the African creative space. Even if it's just East Africa. Yeah. But I would love for them to paint a picture of what 20 years, 50 years from now, the African creative space looks like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I I just want to say Wakanda forever. I don't know why. But that's what it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it made me feel like. Isaac Aine is our guest today and he's absolutely incredible. Do check him out on all the socials. You will find him if you type Isaac Aine. The E has an accent, but even if you don't put the accent, <laughs> but don't butter. Yeah. Okay. And we really appreciate you giving the time. It's Thank been you for such having a good me conversation. So it, it was fun. I'm behind the scenes, guys. I'm going to get all this tea on those names he couldn't mention. <laughs> some of those stories he couldn't tell. I am Susan Joroge Awari. I have been your host today. Shout out to Skika Africa for giving us this platform. And please do check them out. It's skikaafrica.com. And I have to give a quick shout out to Savannah Space who gave us this beautiful furniture and Pensigo Productions for making all of this possible. We'll see you guys next episode. Ciao.